You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 202 of the Press Zone Montreal. We've got a great show in store for you, but first, a word from our sponsor. The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 up for grabs, and the best part is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to Pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions about what you think is going to happen during that day's events and track your results throughout the evening to see if you'll achieve a victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. You always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone Montreal. You heard it right at the top of the show. This is episode 202, and we are glad you're here with us today. We've got a great show in store for you. I am your host, uh, Amy Johnson, also the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And I'm joined each and every week by my tremendous co-host. He is our editor-in-chief and founder at Rocket Sports, the one and only Rick Stevens. Good afternoon. Happy August. Oi. It's August. How can that be? Hockey just ended two and a half weeks ago. And we'll be starting in two, <laughs> two and, and a half, half weeks. Uh, thereabouts. <laughs> you know, we always Development say... camps are on uh, for some teams. Oh, yeah. you know, we always say here at Rocket Sports that at Rocket Sports, there is no off season. Well, this year, it's really true. <laughs> it's always true. <laughs> There is no off season. We are very glad to have you here with us today. Um, 
And uh, big thanks to uh, our sponsor, DraftKings. Uh, use that promo code THPN. Uh, that's all thanks to us being an affiliate, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, and we've got a great show in store for you today. Lots of things happening in the last week, Rick. Oh, a whole lot. <laughs> Some, uh, as as uh, the uh, Canadians Connection podcast was titled uh, on Saturday, the most recent episode, Rapid Transformation. You could say that. Mm-hmm. You could say that. We did. <laughs> we did, actually. Really? Yeah. You had the audacity to just go and say it. Say it, it. yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um I actually do recommend, uh, if you're a Habs fan, you should go check out that episode of Canadians Connection. Um, Not only do uh, Rick and Joe uh, talk about uh, the big moves, uh, well, I shouldn't say the big moves, but the the bigger named signings uh, that the Canadians and Mark Bergevin locked up in free agency, they also uh, kind of go in-depth on what they believe is their early look at what the, the lineup for the Habs come uh, opening night could look like or should look like. Um, it's a very fun episode, lots of information. I invite you to go check it out. Today, we're going to start uh, in Montreal and Laval. We're going to talk about uh, some different free agency signings. There were a couple of depth signings that the Canadians had during free agency. We're going to talk about those because those players will likely end up, uh, since they are on two-way NHL contracts, they'll likely end up playing down in Laval. In addition, Laval had some signings of their own of some AHL contracts. We'll introduce you to those. Uh, Talk a bit about uh, the remaining names that, uh, you know, haven't been accounted for yet. Um, What's going on with the RFAs? Who are the the players who have uh, since signed, you know, hit the market and signed elsewhere and for sure will not be back. Um, in addition, the uh, the rest of J.F. Hool's, uh coach, coaching staff at La- in Laval is starting to shape up. We've got another assistant coach to introduce you to. Um, and then we have a tremendous interview for you today. Um, seventh round draft pick this year, just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, just a not even two weeks ago. Uh, seventh round pick, Joe Verbetic. He's a goaltender. We are joined on the show today uh, by his mom and stepdad, and uh, they're going to tell us all about Joe, uh, his upbringing in the hockey world, uh, and what their experience was like uh, on draft weekend, it being a virtual draft, Joe not getting getting his name called until the seventh round, that, that tension, that stress, that excitement, and all of that. So, Great interview. You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, Then in our second segment, uh, the AHL and beyond, we're just going to give you the wrap up from the World Junior Summer Showcase. Uh, We're going to talk a bit about uh, prospects, specific prospects and and how they performed, you know, like Luke Tuck and uh, Oliver Kapanen, uh, as well as just how kind of the tournament shaped up overall. Uh, We're going to talk about some fantasy sports. Fantasy sports already. Uh, yes. You know, there, we have no time to waste here. This in 2021, we're getting right into fantasy football. Uh, we're going to talk about that a bit. And if you like fantasy football, if you like to play fantasy football, you don't want to miss that little segment. Uh, and of course, we'll send you on our way with a feel good finale today. It's a full show. Very. Quite. Quite, quite, quite. Um, 
All right. So let's start. You know, I should mention before before we start, I did just mention go listen to the Canadians Connection podcast uh, for um, the free agency news and analysis from Joe and Rick uh, by the Montreal Canadiens. In addition, their their early look at their projected lineups for the Habs. I should also say head over to the All Habs YouTube page and Ben Danku has the latest episode of uh, his video column, uh, his vlog of Habs Fan Forum, where he also gives his projection. It's not always the same. It's a little different. It's got some similarities, but some differences from Joe and Rick. Uh, he breaks down what he believes the ha- Mark Bergevin needed needs and needed to do in this free agency period and and kind of what still needs to happen but gives his breakdown uh on potential lineups come the fall check that out uh so rick it was um (laughs) free agency day is always you know i i I do not like how compacted the nhl offseason schedule has been this summer but the one thing that i will say was nice was free agency day not happening on canada today true yeah well gary doesn't really care gary about, doesn't care no, but, he doesn't care about but canada it didn't day, happen on a holiday this that's year. true yeah no uh canada canada day uh wasn't necessarily allowed to be celebrated this year but no. um uh, at least families were able to to gather and and uh particularly reporters um were able to gather with families so um, that was nice. That was, that was quite nice. It was. There was no, um, uh, there was no, um, what do they call it? A, a consultation period ahead of time this year. So, right. so when the clock, it took quite a while for, you know, people to get in touch and have their very first conversations. No, I guess that didn't happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, I think there there might have been a conversation or two um, that happened before they should have. But you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Because mm-hmm. you know, twelve o'clock, twelve o'clock hit, and Elliot Friedman. I don't. I, Elliot Friedman had to have had stuff pre-typed and just copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Because I mean, stuff was coming out fast and furious all across the league right at twelve o'clock. Um, I mean, they didn't waste any time. It was an absolute avalanche of information all at once. Just opened the fire hose and yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, and the Canadians were right in there. Mm-hmm. Announced five player signings in the opening hour of free agency. Oh, and if you want to hear reaction to the fact that they also snuck in <laughs> in the midst of that, they were like, oh, and by the way, our owner has a statement about drafting Logan Mayu, so maybe you won't notice that we'll just put it over here. <laughs> uh, and and then invited seven hand-selected media partners of the Montreal Canadiens to have a miniature press conference with Jeff Molson, but no one who would actually, you know, Canadians friendly media challenge him or anything. Mm. Uh, It was a, it was another media disaster for Molson and, and the Canadians around their first round draft pick. But that being aside, five players announced in the first hour, it was a, it was a whirlwind, Rick. Very busy. And, and uh, not only the big names, but, but um, they tossed in some, 
Laval players who got uh, Canadians contracts as well. So you knew that it was it was quite intentional to uh, <laughs> to muddy the waters <laughs> for sure. Because you know everyone was on the edge of their seats around the hockey world, wanting to know where Louis Belpedio was going to sign. Mm-hmm. And I say that completely tongue in cheek. If Louis Belpedio's family is listening. I mean, no disrespect to your son, um, but but yeah, I mean, it was those are the signings that you usually don't hear about until either later in the day or later in the week. Uh, and Louis Belpedio and Jean Sebastian D both announced in that in like right away, and it was like, what was the hurry there? Okay, um, so let's tell you a little bit about them because unless there's some injury situations, uh, which there always could be, we know how this works in the AHL. Um, these guys uh, could could get a call up uh, and see some time with the Canadians. So let's first uh, talk about Louis Belpedio. Uh, signed a one-year, two-way contract uh, with the Canadians. He is a defenseman. Uh, he's 25 years old. He spent the last four seasons in the Minnesota Wild organization. Uh, last season, in the shortened season, he played one uh, NHL game. And in the 23 games that he played in the AHL with the Iowa Wild, uh, he had three goals and five assists, uh, and he was an assistant captain for for the Iowa Wild. So um, he's not a big guy. He's 5'11", 191, played in uh, the NCAA for four years. Uh, he was a captain for, for the Miami University of Ohio, University of Ohio Red Hawks. Um, so Rick? Now, he may turn out to be uh, uh, one of those AHL veterans that each club needs who mm-hmm. mentors the younger players. Um, not a prospect uh, at, at this stage in his career and, and not, it would be very, very unusual for him to uh, receive a call-up. Uh, in three years, he's played four games in the uh, NHL um, and uh, 165 games in the AHL. That's right. He was a third-round draft pick, 80th overall by the Minnesota Wild back in 2014. Uh, so Louis Belpedio, you can expect to see him suiting up at Plus Bell for the Laval Rocket. Uh, announced with him also another one-year two-way contra- NHL contract was um, for Jean-Sebastien D. Uh, he of course, uh, is a little older. He's 27. This is his eighth season as a pro. Um, and he is a centerman, spent uh, last season in the Buffalo Sabres organization. He played one one game with the Sabres uh, and 15 games down in the AHL with the Rochester Americans where he notched six goals and nine assists. Um, he has played 33 career NHL games with five goals and two assists over that time, Um but has done that playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins, the New Jersey Devils, and the Sabres. Uh, he's got 380 career AHL games. Um, he has spent a lot of time uh, with the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Penguins and the Springfield Thunderbirds. Um, and so this is a bit of a homecoming for him. He's uh, from La Prairie uh, and, uh, of course, played in the queue for a number of years Um for the Huskies. So Rick, this is another, another depth signing. We can expect to see Jean-Sebastien D uh, suiting up in Laval. 
you did the full buffet. There's nothing much left Sorry, for me to say. Uh, other than he, he also has uh, 14 games experience in the ECHL. And, and yes, uh, Laval native. So he, I expect he'll be a popular player um, at Place Bell. And, and uh, we sure. won't be seeing him with the Montreal Canadiens. Probably not. All right. So I got very... I was on a roll and I didn't stop. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to hand uh, the mic over to you a little bit for uh there were two AHL signings this past week, uh AHL contracts um and that is for uh forward Brandon Gignac and also forward Jean-Christophe Baudin. So Brandon um uh, again, he's he was uh, selected um, third round by the New Jersey Devils, 2016. He's 23 years old. Um, again, um, we we don't expect to to see him um, moving up. Um, he'll he has 127 games of experience in the AHL level and 35 uh, games of experience in the ECHL. Just one game um, in the NHL so far. Absolutely. Um, he played most of last season with the Jacksonville Iceman in the ECHL. Um, he had uh, 27 points in, in 35 games in the ECHL, and he also played a couple of AHL games with the Binghamton Devils uh, last season. Uh, so then we also have another forward, Rick, and that is Jean-Christophe Baudin. Another third round pick, this one uh, in 2015 by the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Longay is his uh, birthplace. Um, so many signings. I think we're up to, to 20 um, by, the, by the Laval um, homegrown kind of players. Mm-hmm. Um, 143 games experience in the AHL, 30 games of experience in the ECHL, and 22 games of experience in the NHL. It's uh, his name. If his name sounds a little bit familiar, it's because uh, he played 34 games with the Belleville Senators last season. So Laval uh, certainly saw Belleville more than a couple of times last year. Uh, so he, he had six goals and 10 assists in those 34 games with Belleville last year. Um, so uh, he's a former Kelly Cup winner uh, in the ECHL with the Colorado Eagles when they were in the ECHL. Uh, and when he played with the Huskies in the queue, uh, they uh, they won the President's Cup uh, in the 2015-16 season. So um, decent signings, uh, AHL signings for sure. Um, and uh, you can expect to see them. Uh, as as Rick said, uh, I think fans will be will be pleased with these kinds of signings. The the real kind of proof is going to be in the pudding when it gets time to to playing uh, and seeing a what the balance is going to be between all of these homegrown players and the Canadians' prospects who need ice time, uh, and also just how well the homegrown players are able to perform. And, and are they going to be able, you know, keep in mind, Laval is coming off of, of winning their division last uh, season, um, and uh, it's going to be a much different, you know, they're, they're going to be playing not just the same three opponents over and over again. They're going to have some new opponents for the first time this season. They're going to, you know, be down into the States again, uh, playing tough teams like Syracuse and, and Utica and so forth. So um, 
we'll see how how all of this shapes up. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting one. And the other big impact for next season is going to be no taxi squad, and uh, that had a that had an effect on uh, the Laval Rockets' fortunes. Uh, they kept, unlike other teams, they kept um, their um, their young uh, prospects with the the Laval Rocket. Other teams put the those players on the. Um, the taxi squad. So there may have been an advantage for Laval there. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, they capitalized on it uh, mm-hmm. and uh, ended, ended up winning their division. They did. Uh, now we know in, in goal, Caden Primo should be the starter. Um, we've said multiple times, Stefan Waite has said it uh, before and after his, his, tenure with with the Montreal Canadiens uh that Caden Primo still needs a significant amount of time in the AHL he has not yet if you consider that last season was not only a shortened season but that Primo was also up and down to the Canadians uh out of necessity um Caden Primo still has not yet to date in his professional career played a full season in the AHL as the starter or just a full season in the AHL period, but but he needs that. So expect Caden Primo to be the starter um, for the Laval Rocket. Um, we're guessing that it will be Michael McNiven as his backup, but Rick, uh, of course, uh, news coming out that McNiven uh, opted to file for arbitration this weekend. So what does that mean exactly <laughs> for our listeners? <laughs> I always like to make sure some people are don't don't always know what the whole what do you mean they filed for arbitration? What does that mean? Well, uh, Michael McNiven is a restricted free agent. There's there's a number of restricted free agents, um, uh, and we talked about the the restricted free agents that were qualified and the the couple that weren't. Um, and once that happens, then there's a. Uh, uh, the the team retains their rights and then they uh, negotiate a, a salary, which usually means a, a little bit of a bump up uh, from the previous year. We saw Arturi Lekkonen take a slight um, pay cut to remain uh, an RFA. He'll remain an RFA at the end of next season. Uh, Michael McNiven, I think uh, the arbitration is just because... Um, it's going to be difficult to determine uh, his value. Um, mm-hmm. He he hasn't played a, a, a regular um, a, a regular rotation in the AHL since the 2018-19 season, where he played 30 games for Laval. But the last two seasons, um, you know, just just three games uh, in the AHL in 2019-20. And uh, just 13 games last year uh, in the AHL, so I think I think that's the. It, it isn't just a, a straightforward uh, calculation. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a negotiation to find the right salary fit for him. Absolutely, um, he did have those 13 games played for Laval last season, uh, recording a seven three and three record with one shutout, uh, a two fifty nine save percentage, and an eight ninety five. Uh, sorry, 259 goals against and an 895 save percentage. Um, So we will see how that all shakes out. Um, So 
you notice there's one name in there that's missing, and that is Charlie Lindgren. He is one of the uh, key names who will not be returning to the Canadians organization. He was an unrestricted free agent and has signed with the St. Louis Blues, uh, a, a two-way contract. So um, he'll likely, uh, un unless he really has a knockout training camp, he'll likely start with their AHL affiliate, the Springfield Thunderbirds. Um but has a has a good potential to get called up to the NHL uh, if if any injury occurs for Jordan Biddington or or his backup. So um, we want to say congratulations to Charlie Lindgren. He was snapped up within the first 24 hours of free agency. Uh, so someone out there certainly saw the value. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Rick, some other some other key uh, names that have since signed elsewhere. I think the big one is Phil Deneau. Phil Deneau, um, unrestricted free agent, went to Los Angeles. Um, didn't like the uh, that that the young centers were going to be um, eating away at his role, taking his ice time, and so he's gone to uh, Los Angeles, uh, who, who the Kings have a, a strong, um, you know, Anze Kopitar, uh, obviously the first line center, and then uh, quite a grouping of young centers uh, there with Turcotte and Velarde and and Byfield. Um, Corey Perry, a two-year contract with Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. um, Merrill to, to Minnesota. Um, we talked about Jordan Wheel going to the, the KHL. We talked mm -hmm. about Leskin and, Ol and Olofsson not being back for Laval next year. Um, and Charles Houdon, who, um, who is off to Tampa Bay, played overseas last year, uh, is returning to North America and, and will be with uh, the Tampa Bay organization uh, next year. That's right. Most likely we'll see him at, with the Syracuse Crunch. Interestingly enough, he'll be reunited with Gabriel Dumont, uh, who he played with uh, in the Montreal St. John's Icecaps AHL affiliate. Uh, Dumont also signing with Tampa Bay as well. So they will be reunited. Um, the other big uh, announcement that came out of Laval was, uh, you know, we've talked about how uh, Jean-Francois Poole is the new head coach of the Laval Rocket. Um, Kelly Bookberger was announced as his uh, one of his assistant coaches, and the second assistant coach uh, has now been announced as well. Uh, the Laval Rocket announced on Monday uh, that Martin Laperriere uh, will be serving as an assistant to new head coach J.F. Uhl. Um He's got now Rick uh, Laperriere does seem to have a, a a long history of coaching. Um, not always, not not always with uh, AHL, but in in a lot of different leagues. This will be his his first uh, stint with the pros. Um, a lot of experience in the queue, um, dating back to uh, two thousand two two thousand three season with Bay Como. Uh, and then he went on to in 2005 with uh, the Quebec Ramparts and and was there other than a, a brief detour uh, right up until last season. So that's uh, that's how things are rounding out. If you look on Laval's website, Marco Marciano is uh, listed as the goaltending coach. So it looks like he is staying in place as the goaltending coach for the Laval Rocket. Uh, Rick, which is a little interesting because the Canadians just announced a new goaltending coach for 
the Habs, correct? They did. Um, a, goal, a goalie coach, uh, they call it. <laughs> okay. No, it's very specific. Yeah. Goal t- uh, we have a goalie coach, Eric Raymond, and um, the director of goaltending being Sean Burke. I see. So uh, Sean Burke will be overseeing the entire goalie department, and that will include uh, the goalie coach with Lavelle, um, as, as you said. Uh, who, Marco's been there for, he, he's outlived a couple of administrations, mm-hmm. uh, and he uh, he's, uh, remains. Absolutely. Uh, we'll keep you, uh, of course, we'll keep you updated as more uh, roster additions uh, and changes happen with the Laval Rocket, including if there's any additional coach or, or staffing changes. Um, I want to shift our focus now briefly just to, to prospects. Um, and, you know, it's... <laughs> First, there was, of course, the Canadians' 2021 first-round draft pick certainly made headlines for a number of different reasons. The organization, the pick, the you know, you name it. Um, and then this past week, another 2021 draft pick, not so splashy headlines, but was doing some, um, some press uh, in his home country of Russia, and some interesting little tidbits just kind of fell out in the midst of, of that interview. Um, we're talking about Dmitry Kostenko um, and Rick, it was, you know, he, he's, the interview was very, very lengthy um, talking about um, the, you know, the, the team that he's signed with this year to play with in Russia and, and what his training has been like and what last season was like and so on and so forth. But then they talked a little bit about the draft and talked a bit about his experience and the lead up of his conversations with Montreal and, and so on and so forth. But there was one question that, you know, it seemed like a, like an innocent enough question. And then the answer that just came out was kind of like, Oh, well, why, you know, sadly, I shouldn't be surprised, but unfortunately I am. So this is uh, Dmitry Kostenko, a, a defenseman, uh, played in the VHL last year, is slated to play in uh, Spartak next year, um, pick number 87 in the third round. And and yes, the, the interview was, it was about Spartak, it was about um, the draft, who called him, um, you know, what kinds of things now that he's famous, maybe he can meet some tennis players. <laughs> it was very, very light interview. Um, uh, asked about uh, Andre Markov and, and, you know, the typical kinds of questions. And then the, the question came to, um, how's your English? How are you doing? Are you learning English? Because, you know, that's, uh, uh, you're going to be you're gonna eventually <laughs> playing in North America. The NHL, the AHL, the ECHL, they are uh, the spoken word of those, uh, the, the language of those leagues is English. So how's your English? And his answer was um, very surprising. Um, it was very short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, he's and and it became the the headline um, of the uh, article. Um, he said, "Well, since Montreal chose me, uh, it's not enough to know English." Um, I was told. I was immediately told, "Learn French," and "learn French" is in quotes. Um, 
So, and, and so he says, you know, I, I have a basic school level. I still have so much. T- I have to go back to school, basically, uh, and, and learn some more because, uh, yes, uh, English, uh, so I can talk to my teammates, but I'm going to uh, the Montreal Canadiens. So I was immediately told, learn French. Um, I, I, I hope that something has been lost in communication. I, I, I really do. If, if that's the directive that prospects are given, that's, that's wrong. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's flat out wrong. And, uh, and, and the Canadians need to come out and answer for this, uh, and, uh, and correct it if it is, a uh, an issue of communication. It's fine to say, um, to be in contact contact and and say uh you know obviously we'll have a support system in place for you to assist you with your continuing studies in english um as we want to help you improve there and um if you would be able to also brush up on your french a little bit in addition well, just to that learn a phrase you learn know learn a bit a greeting yeah but not um the first thing you're on going to want to do is learn french immediately was was the word in the in the, the interview? Learn French immediately. Last time I checked, um, coaches have to give directions to their players in English, unless they're just talking to a small group of, of French speaking of, of francophone players. But in general, he needs to know English. <laughs> and we have seen not just in this organization, but in other organizations as well. It is it is a very difficult thing for prospects to transition to North America uh, and play professional hockey in North America if they don't have language support. Um, And if they don't have a firm grasp of English, for sure, it makes it very difficult for them to um, not only understand directions and understand what's being taught, but also just to relate to teammates and get to know teammates. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's an entire social aspect as well. Um, so we really hope that, um, as you say, maybe there's something lost in translation. Maybe there's something that he didn't, um, didn't convey properly. And, and maybe we can hope that, that there's still some strong English, uh, priorities there as well but certainly didn't come out that way a little concerning (laughs) Mm -hmm. um continuing to speak about the 2021 draft however we've got a great great segment for you right now we're not even going to make you wait any longer for it it's happening right now um and this is all about before before we get into uh into things and and invite our guests onto the show. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about who the draft pick is that we're about to speak about, and that is goaltending prospect Joe Verbetic, Rick, who was taken in the seventh round. He was taken in the seventh round with pick number 214. It was um, uh, not the Canadians' own seventh round pick. Uh, they traded one of their fourth round picks um, to the the Minnesota Wild. And in return, they received pick uh, 150 and pick 214. So they used that uh, draft pick that they got from Minnesota to select uh, goaltender uh, Joe Verbetic. 
Well, here on the Press Zone Montreal, it is our great pleasure to welcome a couple of very special guests to the show today. Uh, you know, it's uh, longtime listeners of the Press Zone know that prospects are our passion here, and particularly prospects uh, around this time of year, just after the NHL draft. And we are very pleased uh, to have with us today uh, the parents of Joe Verbetic, uh, Montreal draft pick this year in the 2021 NHL entry draft. So welcome to the show, Janelle Verbetic and Norm Giron. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, uh, I guess let's first, um, before we get to the, ex- the the really exciting recent news of, of talking about uh, Joe getting drafted into the Canadians organization, I want to take you on a little trip through uh, d- down memory lane and kind of go back to the beginning. Can you just describe a bit um, what uh, what drew Joe to hockey as a youngster? You know, how how old was he when he started skating and and started to play and t- to play hockey? He was uh, he was really young. Um, he was about two and a half to three when he was watching hockey, playing mini sticks in the basement, um, <laughs> having his favorite. Having his favorite players like uh, Sebastian Jaguar was a big, huge uh, idol of his at the very, very beginning. And we didn't even really think that he had uh, much of an interest in specific players. But he zoned in on Jaguar and he just loved the whole goalie position and he'd watch it and observe it and just kind of take it all in. So how did how did hockey become his passion? I mean, did did he excel at other sports? Was he a multi-sport um, kind of athlete? And, uh, and then, um, you know, did he play other positions when he played hockey or was goal t- it was goaltending from the beginning right through? Yeah, he went to, um, sorry, he went to, to uh, can skate when he was really young at about three, three and a half. And uh, he just seemed like a real natural on skate. And then when he started playing in the IP or the initiation program for the local um, uh, league around our house, he just couldn't wait to have his turn because they took turns for the goalie position. He could not <laughs> wait. He would ask every week, is it my turn? Is it my turn? Is it my turn? But just seeing him in his first um, sort of mock game at that age, he went out as a forward and he just took the puck and went from end to end and scored six goals. And so he, <laughs> he's always had that natural talent. Uh, yeah, and he did play other sports. He played baseball. He played um, all the sports at school, volleyball, and he excelled at all of them. Um, he was he, it has a very competitive nature, and he just loves playing sports. He just has that natural ability, that natural athleticism. So when did you know, as a, as a family or even Joe himself, when did you start to get an inkling that um, – he really had some serious potential for for hockey to to very seriously pursue it uh, as as more than just you know a, a hobby or a, or a sport that he liked to play. Um, I think he uh, like when he did start uh, in the minors, he was uh, like Janelle was saying. He was uh, he started as forward and then uh, eventually drew himself back and then became. Yeah, because he was so competitive, he didn't want anybody to score on, on the team. So he would kind of skate backwards towards the defense and then put himself in front of, a, of the net, not, not as a goalie, but as a player. 
and then eventually uh, he wanted to uh, to try it, and then from there on, it was uh, once he put the pads on, it was uh, that was it. He wanted to be <laughs> the goalie, <laughs> yeah. and um, and again with his competitive uh, edge, um, he uh, he would come home after a game. Um, we'd be playing more mini sticks downstairs, upstairs. <laughs> uh, eventually, as he grew up, um, it was outside. Um, you know, the, the, the garage door has a few dents in it, uh, <laughs> because of it, <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then, uh, once, uh, once he put those pads on, that was it. That was, that's where he wanted to be. Yeah. And it, but there wasn't really a specific moment where we could say, yes, we think he could go really far. It was always, and we took this as a family. We said, we'll just take each year as it comes and see how much he's progressing, how much he's developing. If he continues to develop, then we continue to support him on whatever path, whatever path he wanted to take with hockey, and it just naturally progressed year after year. He just kept developing and developing and getting better and better, and uh, that, that's what we do. We just take each year as it comes, and uh, each year we just try to have him develop more and more. It's a great philosophy um, and, and, a, and a great way to parent uh, a young athlete. So I, I, my, my follow-up question to that is, is really more for, for you two as, as parents. As he progressed, the potential was obviously there, and it eventually took him away from home. Um, what was that like for you uh, as parents the first time that he went away for hockey and, and, and what it was like to, to know that he wasn't going to be home every day and, and, and just that part of your journey as parents? Um, I, it, it was difficult at first, um, especially when he, he moved uh, to Toronto because he, he moved there as a 15-year-old. Um, it, it, was, it was difficult. I mean, uh, you know, we're... we're sending uh, Joe out there and and, um, and <laughs> we told him you know school was important as much as hockey and that was <laughs> that was our priority and he excelled at both um, but um, as we uh, as he carried on uh, you could you could tell that uh, he was determined um, you know hockey was was his life and uh, and uh, from there that's basically where he is today. <laughs> Must be hard turning him over to uh, billet parents. And, and uh, uh, he, he played uh, one game in, in uh, 2018-19 for North Bay and then a full season for North Bay in, in 2019-20. And um, after the, the, the most recent draft, um, Trevor Timmons, uh, the assistant general manager, the, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, talked about, went through each prospect and, and gave his thoughts. And the one thing that uh, the quote that kind of stuck out from uh, Trevor on Joe was um, that they he was described as a good player on a bad team. And and I, w I won't ask you to talk about the team here. Um, but first, you know, what's it like uh, having the assistant general manager of the Montreal Canadiens uh, talk about your son? And, and then, um, you know, when things weren't maybe going that well for the, for the team, how did, how did Joe maintain his positivity and, and, and his focus? Uh, being a goalie, I think he had to learn a lot of resilience and perseverance um, and, and take those losses as they came, uh, whether it was um, his own 
things that he could have changed or things that the, the team needed to work on altogether. Um, he would just take it as that was what had happened. Let's move on. Let's go to the next game and do better. Let's go to the next practice and fix what needed to be fixed and uh, kind of let that game go. And you kind of have to with a goalie. You can't let that build up in your in your conscience, on your mind, or it's going to affect every other game after that. So he's really good uh, at letting go of, of the negative and uh, sort of clearing his palate or clearing his plate and looking forward to the next game. That's one of the things that's pretty prominent in the in the scouting reports is that Joe doesn't get rattled after goals and and main, is able to to maintain his his focus and and um, as we spoke about on on the Canadians connection um, as with any prospect you you know fans shouldn't be evaluating them by their uh, bare stats and uh, uh, when looking at the stats. Uh, for Joe in that that uh, year for for North Bay, he played a lot um, and had a record of fourteen twenty five and one. But when you look at in the context of it, uh, that Joe was responsible for fourteen of um, North Bay's seventeen wins, and the other goalies uh, they went three and nineteen. That's pretty remarkable. And I and it again, it, uh, Trevor Timmons spoke about um, his. His his mental focus and, and being able to sh- uh, shake off uh, um, the, the 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 kind of performance and you know we've talked to 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 a lot of young goalies and and whether it's Carter Hart or Thatcher Demko or Zach Vukali or Charlie Lindgren in the Canadians organization about how they work uh, specifically on they work on their conditioning they work on their goal contending but they work on on um, uh, mental focus exercises. Uh, wh- what kind of things does Joe do to, to uh, maintain that focus? Um, I think he, uh, like Janelle was explaining, um, he'll, it's something that he'll kind of put in his back pocket and, and he'll, uh, um, he'll forget about it and then he'll just move on to the next game. Um, and I think um, with with Adam Dennis as a GM, I think he's helped him a lot um, to go through that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Mars, a previous uh, goalie himself, right? And uh, I think that's helped him a lot. But, um, uh, and we we've told him before, even as a youngster, um, you know what? Like you can't learn from your mistakes and then uh, bring it to the next game and then try to. Um, make better of, um, of, of not um, doing a mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that makes, that makes complete sense. Um, and it sounds like he's been very effective at, at doing that. Um, but of course, I think, I think for all hockey players, the entire hockey community, a very unexpected challenge that they all had to face was then, uh, the following season when the COVID shutdown happened. Um, as a family and, and for Joe himself, has have have you viewed that year as a as a lost year in his development, or did he tackle it more as this is just a new kind of challenge uh, that I have to find my way through? And and how did he um, you know train during during that downtime? 
I think we had um, the both kinds of views. At some point, we were frustrated and felt it was a lost year. But Joe, he never gave up on trying to find some way to train. So we have a gym here at home. Um, he has friends that have uh, workout equipment. He has, uh, you know, different contacts where he was able to continue with his training all year. Because um, it was always a possibility that, yes, maybe they might start up this Mm-hmm. Date, maybe right. they might start up that date. So he was always keeping that in his mind and always finding ways to continue with his training. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, he never let the negativity of that get him down. He always had his goals still in the forefront and continued to, to strive to be in top condition in case something, you know, in case it did, uh, it did happen that the league was going to have even, even the shortened season, but it didn't happen. So has his uh, conditioning changed? Has his has his physique changed? He's he's listed at six six one ninety, um, and yeah. and uh, Trevor Timmons said he takes up a lot of space in the net. <laughs> uh, has that? Have you yeah. saw a change in him uh, over uh, over this season where he's been training on his own? Not necessarily from the training, but because he went from seventeen years to eighteen years, we've seen him broaden out. So, yeah, maybe with the training a little, you know, uh, contributing to it. Uh, but he's gone through that, you know, that, that teenage stage into, you know, young adulthood where he's, he's brought out. Um, we can see that he's, uh, you know, fitter, uh, stronger, um, and, and more getting more confidence as well about himself. Yeah, I think his, uh, his drive never changed. It was always... Um, I want to. I want to make it to the NHL. I want to get drafted. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, yeah, there was a few uh, few days where it was it was upsetting, but uh, he never. Uh, he always. He was always uh, in full gear. He always wanted to continue. Uh, we went to a point where we even got him uh, synthetic ice and put it in the garage and, and <laughs> well, said, "Hey, great. you can't be on the." Yeah, if you can't be on the ice, we'll, we'll find you some, and, uh, <laughs> and it worked out. I mean, it uh, you know it kept them going, and uh, yeah, he always he was always driven. He always persevered, and and uh, that was his goal. And now training camp is uh, within sight, so that must that must give him a lot of excitement. Oh, he's very excited! Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about um, the lead up to draft day. Um, what what was the process like in you know the weeks and the and the few months before uh, before the draft? Uh, did did was he interviewed by a, a number of teams? Uh, did, did Montreal show significant interest in the in the lead up to the draft? Yeah, I think um, Montreal was one of them. Um, Arizona was one of them as well. Um, and there was a total, I believe a total of 23 teams that uh, got in contact with him. Um, did many interviews uh, leading up to it and uh, he was getting nervous. Uh, the anxiety was, was kicking in. But uh, um, when he heard his name uh, that evening, he was, uh, well, we were all excited. <laughs> I can imagine. So let's let's just kind of paint a picture a little bit of that weekend. Um, I guess I should ask. You know, was was the whole family together? Did you have did you have a large group of people there, um, or or was it just kind of your immediate family? Did you keep it small? 
Joe wanted to uh, celebrate or acknowledge the night with his billet family. So we traveled up to uh, North Bay. Oh, nice. And there was about 50. Yeah, it was about 15 of us. Yeah, they, they, they're they fantastic people, and they've done a lot for Joe. So he really wanted to be there, and, and I thought that was really nice of him, and, and we wanted to be there with them and, and uh, have them share in it with us. So that's, uh, that's why we went up there. And, um, yeah, there's about 15 of us, and uh, we just had, you know, a day of, of food and uh, <laughs> um, enjoying each other's company and supporting Joe while, while the uh, draft was going on, and we just sort of... Um, we embraced and, and really um, took it all in about what the draft looked like and, and how everything was going. And we were talking about, you know, our thoughts on how teams were making their picks and how they, uh, what kind of things they were looking at in specific players and why they chose them. And, and as the, uh, as the time went on and as the picks went on, we kind of adjusting our thoughts. Okay, well maybe they are this and maybe they're thinking that. Uh, so yeah, it was a lot of thinking that day. I think I was really mentally uh, exhausted by the end. <laughs> yeah. Especially when we had heard from the scouts uh, that you know he was a potential second or third round pick. Um, we we knew that perhaps you know COVID would have affected that a little bit because he couldn't uh, showcase himself uh, as a goalie. Uh, but and uh, and in, in, in the end. Um, uh, when we heard Montreal, we were uh, we 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 jumped out of our seats. We were very very happy. <laughs> yeah, it was very surreal. <laughs> so what what was that like uh, being drafted by such a storied organ- organization? And and it turns out uh, that uh, you have some Canadians fans in the family as well. Yeah, it was it was very surreal. Um, when we saw Joe's name up there, of course we were excited, and then when we see the uh, Montreal Canadiens logo beside his name, and it just uh, put the excitement up about tenfold. And it, we're we're extremely proud that Joe has been drafted by the Montreal Canadiens. Um, the pride that you know with the, the Canadiens, the history of the Canadiens. The, the have legends that have come from the Montreal Canadiens and the organization itself. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's, uh, especially from Montreal. I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, the, it just the, 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 the culture, uh, the, uh, like, you know, saying the names, the legends, uh, you name it. Um, I don't think we could be more proud of, of him, uh, being drafted to Montreal, um, there's, uh, I, <laughs> at first I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't a Montreal fan. I, I, I never have been. <laughs> however, however, I'll tell the people now, I am now. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, what was your team? <laughs> um, it used to be the auto senators. <laughs> um, only they, they are local. Um, but, sure. um, uh, I know my I know my dad used to be a, a Habs fan, and uh, there, I there's a lot of Habs fans around here. Uh, my best friend we was a Habs fan. Uh, when we came back from North Bay, we had uh, we had some um, some uh, hats hanging on our uh, on our flowers outside, and uh, <laughs> we were super excited. We did we put those hats on, and we didn't take them off till the following day. It was. <laughs> It was it was unbelievable. So yeah, um, very very proud. Mm-hmm. 
So were you watching, were you, and was Joe watching the, the Stanley Cup final? I expect um, he was. And, and being a, a goaltender, what, what was it like watching that very unlikely playoff run um, with Carey Price at times carrying the team right, right through to the final? Um, yeah, we, we, we did watch the, uh, the playoffs, uh, Joe's always idled, uh, Carrie and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was amazing to see, uh, I, I think they were underdogs going into the playoffs and, uh, and they made it right to the finals, which was, you know, um, which, which was big. Um, and I think that's, uh, where we, us as a family as well started looking at Carrie and thinking, wow, this is, this is amazing. Uh, and, and it was a great run for them as well. And now, um, Joe is in the same organization as Carrie Price. And, and what's Joe's feeling about having that opportunity of, of one day maybe being in training camp, um, Joe's been described as a good puck handler. Carrie Price is obviously one of the best ever. Uh, what, what's it like, um, Joe, thinking about um, you know having that opportunity to, to to train and get some tips from Carrie Price? Oh, he's over the moon. He cannot wait for the possibility of that happening. Of just of, of meeting his idol, of being mentored by him. If that's you know if that possibility arises. And just following in his, his footsteps with the uh, with an outstanding organization, just uh, having the same kind of demeanor. Uh, Joe is very calm, um, and he was actually um, compared to Kerry in his OHL draft. So he's always really idolized him, and he's watched him and to, to see what he's done. And um, lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's quite all right. Let, let me let me just ask you this uh, as as a as a final question for you today. You know, um, being hockey parents is certainly not an easy job, uh, and and to all of the hard work over the years, all of the long hours, the early mornings, the the distances driven. What is it like for you as parents to see? All of that, that whole roller coaster of a journey, all of these years come to fruition uh, with your son being drafted. It, it felt like a huge sense of accomplishment for us to support him and, and go this far. And uh, yeah, we just feel so happy. Um, it was a bit of a relief for us. You know, we, like, as you said, it's, it's many years of sacrifices um, financially, time wise, and to have it all come together. Uh, year after year, and then to come to this point of being drafted by the Canadians, like it's just an outstanding feeling. Yeah. After get after he got drafted, it's uh, it really put it in perspective, and and really all the time that we put into it, um, none of it mattered anymore. Um, <laughs> I think it was it was you know now it's it's um, I, it's now it's up to Joe to to. 
Excellent. Well, we can't say congratulations enough to both of you and to Joe, your entire family. Um, and we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Hopefully we'll get to, uh, we'll be speaking with Joe uh, before too long as well and, and get his perspective on things. Uh, but Janelle and Norm, we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Congratulations on uh, joining the Montreal Canadiens family. And it's been just such a pleasure for us to talk to you today. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. I have to say, um, we could absolutely make it a regular thing to have Prospects parents join us on the show because Janelle and Norm were absolutely delightful. <laughs> Tremendous. Um, and, and just wonderful to talk to. And it's it really is, I think that's that's the thing that people forget, I think, about the draft is that it's a big day for the athlete. But it's an enormous day for the family. It, it's taken a fam- an entire family to get that athlete over the course of 18 years to this point to be selected in, in the NHL draft. And so it's really great to hear, uh, you know, mom and dad's side of the story. And normally we're at the draft. Normally we're, we're there with a group of fans with our Rocket Sports crew. Uh, and uh, we have the opportunity to, to talk to the draftees right afterwards, to talk to the families right afterwards. Uh, sometimes we're sitting amongst uh, mm-hmm. the families. And, and so this was a, a way of, of uh, bringing their excitement uh, to you um, in through this uh, this interview. Absolutely. So thanks again to Janelle and Norm uh, for joining us on the show. Good luck to Joe uh, with the North Bay Battalion this season. We'll be watching. Absolutely. We'll be watching and hopefully we'll have Joe on the show some point soon. Uh, right now, we're going to take a quick break on the other side. We are going to go uh, beyond the AHL. We're going to talk to you a little bit about how the prospects did at the World Junior Summer Showcase. We're going to talk a little fantasy football on how you can get involved. And of course, there's a feel-good finale coming up. So you don't want to miss that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel, at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today.
And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. That's the best place to follow along for all of our uh, game uh, in-game tweeting, game recaps, uh, news headlines. Chris G's got his notepad in there, um, all sorts of news and press releases. And uh, in fact, uh, if you want to keep track of what uh, Philly and Montreal both did uh, on free agency day and in the draft, uh, head over to ahlreport.com where you will find Uh, separate posts for the Montreal organization and the Philadelphia organization. There are, there are two separate ones. There's a free agency tracker for each team, which will give you each of the NHL clubs, free agency signings, including those depth two-way signings that you'll see in the AHL clubs. And in addition to that, you'll also see uh, in NHL, um, draft tracker as well, uh, really summarizing the whole first round of the draft. Uh, so you don't want to miss that as well. Um, for um, the Canadians uh, draft picks in particular throughout all seven rounds, you can head over to allhabs.net to check that out. And for the Philadelphia Flyers, all of their seven rounds of draft selections, you'll find that at ahlreport.com. Uh, so in this segment, we just want to touch on some other things in the hockey world that have been happening as if, as if it hasn't been busy enough. Uh, there are still other things happening, one of which was uh, starting on the second day of the draft, USA Hockey's annual World Junior Summer Showcase kicked off uh, and just ended uh, this past weekend. Uh, that was USA Hockey's split squad of Team White and Team Blue playing against the teams from Finland and Sweden, Rick. Um, and... I guess, first of all, let's just say uh, Atu Rati was kind of by and far the the star of the show. Um, In his six games played, he had six goals and eight assists. Great tournament for him. pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I think he showed um, exactly what what was expected from him. Listen, this isn't a guy with with a lot of great skating skill, but uh, really good playmaker and uh, and and good hands. Competes hard uh, and had a good tournament. I should say overall, Finland um, Finland really really put on a show uh, in this in this tournament. They won five of their six games played. They only lost one game. Uh, USA blue and white, uh, blue won three games, USA white won twice. Uh, so they kind of, they were the middle of the pack. Sweden really struggled. Sweden was without a win all week long until their final game. Uh, I believe it was on Saturday against USA white and they absolutely trounced them seven to one. So I don't know where that team was all week <laughs> long, but, but at least, you know, that's kind of a pride thing. Uh, go home with your head held high. You, you, you went out on a win, um, but yes, Aturati, uh, certainly uh, a star of the show. Um, sixth in in line for scoring. I'm going to pull this one out because this was a player going into the draft that you had your eyes on, and that was Matthew Nice. Uh, I did. Um, go three, ahead. Three. I was just going to say three games played, two goals and three assists, two power play points in those five points. 
this is a guy that that isn't um, you know he's not uh, the most fluid skater or the, the the best playmaker, but he's he's going to outwork. He's going to use his size. He's going to compete well. He's going to win puck battles, um, and 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 he has skill as well. So uh, the Leafs, I think, got a good one pick number fifty seven, second round of the draft. Um, I had a, a an idea he might go a little bit higher, but uh, but showed. Uh, um, uh, I think surprised uh, some of the scouts uh, during the tournament. Mm -hmm. Lots of great talent on display. Lots of uh, newly drafted prospects on all three teams were on display for, for the, for the U S of course. Um, You know, you had, you had guys um, playing there. You had Jake Sanderson, you had uh, Tyler Boucher, um, all sorts of all sorts of big names uh, were there, but for the the Canadians and the Flyers, uh, they each ended up with two prospects each um, at at the tournament. Luke will start. Or, yeah, Luke, Rick will start with Luke Tuck for Montreal. Um, not a this he was a, a 2020 draft pick. Um, he actually had a a, a really decent tournament uh, Luke Tuck did playing for Team USA. Uh, In his five games that he played, two goals and two assists with 12 shots on goals. So pretty, pretty decent showing for Luke Tuck, I think. Nicely done. Um, And uh, newer draft prospect, a draft pick for Montreal, Oliver Kapanen. Uh, He played in six games. He had two goals in, in those six games. So, you know, kind of a... He was there. wasn't wasn't the 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 big star of the show for Finland, but uh, he did a he did a decent job in those six games played. Kapanen, sixty fourth pick overall, second round pick by the Montreal Canadiens. Now for Philadelphia, they also had two prospects. One of which was a twenty twenty draft pick. One was a newer one. The former draft pick, Emil Andre, was there. Six games played. Uh, had four assists in those six games. One of those was on the power play. Uh, and then Samu Tuamala is, uh, was the Flyers' second-round pick this this year, just a couple of weeks ago. He played in five games for Finland. He had one goal and one assist with 11 shots on goal. Uh, and he and Emil Andre had uh, a little tussle when they didn't like a little bit of hitting that All was right. happening. So, you know, you get the Broad Street bully in them right away. You just... <laughs> Tell them to work it out. <laughs> uh, overall, uh, a successful tournament for uh, for USA Hockey and the World Junior Summer Showcase. Of course, these rosters are going to change. There were guys who were invited to these camps uh, who couldn't go for various reasons. There were guys who were nursing injuries or guys who were kind of taking it easy and not playing every game um, because, you know, f- just rehabbing and, and so on and so forth. So we will see... You know, come November and December, when they come back for selection camps, then things are going to get really serious. But Rick, it's just a it's great for uh, the scouts and for the teams, uh, for the national teams, but also for the NHL scouts to be able to go and just see all of these guys in one place for a week plus in the summer and just kind of get an early sense of, of how they're doing and how things might shape up. Well, particularly because of the limited viewings of, of prospects over the past um, year or so. Um, but also, uh, the important part is is setting up the selection for the World Juniors uh, coming around Christmas time. Absolutely. Which, at the rate this year is going, is going to be like, I don't know, next week. 
it feels like. But maybe it'll slow down a little bit before that. Um, what is really kind of coming like next week is uh, football season is here, if you can believe that. Really? Yeah. New York Giants uh, practice today was a complete dumpster An fire. All out brawl <laughs> with everyone participating. Coach didn't like it. No. Running goal line to goal line, push ups, yelling, screaming, expletives. It was um I'd have paid I'd have paid to be in that practice. <laughs> Um, but if there's what, so why are we talking about football on a hockey podcast? Well, that's because, uh, here at Rocket Sports Media, we love fantasy sports. Q DraftKings, our sponsor. <laughs> uh, we love fantasy sports. Um, and the All Habs, um, I should say that Rocket Sports has had fantasy football and fantasy hockey leagues for years and years and years now. Um, and so we are currently filling, we have not one, not two, but three fantasy football leagues uh, under the, the All Habs Hockey Magazine umbrella. But don't let, if you're, if you're a Flyers fan, don't let that scare you. We, we, have, we have players on these leagues who are fans of all teams around the NHL. Um, so we have three leagues. I just spoke to our commish, Brian, uh, earlier today, and we have openings in some of our all-habs leagues for fantasy football. So doesn't happen very often. These are very no. competitive leagues. Uh, we've had um, some of the, 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 the managers have been in like 10 years, mm -hmm. uh, thereabouts. And, uh, but there is a couple of openings um, uh, this year, and uh, so we're offering them to you first. Um, and uh, how, do, how, how would they get in touch with, with you? Uh, well, you could reach out to us on Twitter at the AHL Report, or you can find Rick at All Habs. You can find me at Flyers Rule. Um, and just tweet us and say, hey, I'm interested. Um, or you can, what's another way? I mean, you, they can send an email. Send an email. Info at allhabs.net. Um, and I should say, text us five eight five three rocket. Oh, look at you pulling out the fancy text line. Five eight five three rocket. Just text us and say, "Hey, I went in. I want to play fantasy football." Whether you are a, a fantasy football veteran or even if you have never played and are just interested, we take all experience levels. You don't have, you know, we 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 invite you all. It's a fun place. It's a fun group. If you want to play fantasy football, we need to know, though, if you can let us know by the end of this week so that uh, the commission can get the teams filled out and we can get our draft set probably for a, a, another week from now. So uh, get in touch with us. Let us know. Or if you know someone else who knows fantasy football, join us. It'll be lots of fun. Uh, the other way you should join us is uh, if you're looking to become part of the Rocket Sports team for this upcoming hockey season, uh, we are looking for contributors of all types. If you're looking to start on your hockey and sports media journey, if you're a student or if you know a student who is in school for sports media and would like some experience, uh, remote uh, 
opportunities are available. They don't have to be local to Montreal or Philadelphia or Laval or Lehigh Valley. Um, you know, we're looking for staff writers, graphic designers, um, producer, multimedia producers, uh, you know, web developers, you name it. If you have an interest in hockey and sports media and would like to gain some experience and some exposure, um, head over to either allhabs.net or ahlreport.com and click the join our team tab. And Rick, um, there's a, there's a, there's just, there's a great form that they can fill out, right? Yep. It's uh, pretty straightforward. Join our team. The, the form is, uh, is self-explanatory. Submit that and uh, we'll get back to you right away. Fantastic. We'd love to have you join us. So, feel good finale. It's August. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to take a breath? No. Stop it. That's, it's supposed to be a feel good finale. <laughs> It's supposed to be the feel-good finale to say, take a breath. Um, we're not going anywhere. We're still going to be here. We've got lots of news to keep bringing you. But in general, the hockey world gets to take a little bit of a breath. You see a lot of people going on vacations. Uh, we certainly hope that all of you are enjoying your summer. Uh, enjoy a little bit of... The only thing I have to say that's nice now is that I don't feel like I have to check my phone every 30 seconds to make sure some other big news item hasn't hit the headlines. You just missed the Eichel signing, I guess, then? Stop it, I did not. No, <laughs> just kidding. Well, that's, you know, that's, it's, it's going to be my luck, you know it. Um, really, we just want everyone to uh, enjoy the summer. It's going to be the only month this year. And think about that. Think about that for a second. This month will be the only month this year that there is not hockey to watch on television. In the entire calendar year. Really? We started back in January. We went through to July. We're starting again in September. So enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy the summer month. Uh, stay safe. And of course, when you come back next week, we've got another great show lined up for you. Uh, and uh, Rick, I think this was a pretty good one. Tremendous show. Always so much fun. Thank you so much for being here with us. And uh, we'll see you back here again next Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit ahlreport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.